0: Welcome to the Business Success Club. I want to say welcome and you are in for a treat in this group. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. And on this podcast, what we really want to establish is this. How do hardworking entrepreneurs build profitable and scalable businesses whilst having the freedom and balance to do the other things they love? Like family, vacations, sports, fun, adventures and charity so let's tune into today's podcast hello and welcome to the business success show with your coach mac atram and today i have not just a someone who can really inspire you and motivate you but this is a serial entrepreneur seasoned leader but above all he's a great marketing strategist and a sales developer so we're going to be talking all things sales, all things marketing and making more money through business. So his name is John Sirakis. And John, welcome, welcome to the Business Success Show.
1: Thank you for having me, Mac. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: You're most welcome. So you're based out of uh, St. Petersburg, Florida, right?
1: That's correct. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you for coming onto the show here. So let's kick off here. Um, John, tell us a little bit about your, um, your entrepreneurial journey. I'm always fascinated as to how mm. people got to what they're doing now. But what was the journey? There's always a backstory.
1: Yeah. Uh, so my father was a uh, like a small-time home builder. There was a small construction company, my brothers uh, and, I, and I worked for him. And uh, I, when I, I wanted to go to college at the time. I was in uh, my late teens. And we got into an argument about something and he fired me in front of a group of people. And that was a Your big father? turning point. <laughs> yeah, my own father, yeah, made an example of me, right? And I went to, I was going to school at the time with another guy that gave me a job uh, that was in the, the marketing services industry. And I always knew that I wanted to, to own my own business. And it became really corporate there at one time. And I decided to, uh, to quit and start my own thing in the pit of the recession. And I think when things get rough, that's the best state for real entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. because you get to see like no matter what you're going to make it and you're going to figure it out and and here we are today and that was in 2008 2009 that uh i decided to to do that and um yeah it's, it's been a hell of a journey so far
0: fantastic and what led you into um the marketing and sales space uh, as well as developing teams for for companies and, and such
1: yeah so I was getting a business degree in marketing seemed like it was the sexiest at the time, so <laughs> uh, that was a part of it. Um, but also the the job that I, I got uh, when I was working for my friend it was it's it was a marketing company it was marketing focused and I realized I was I was pretty good at it. And as far as sales, I I also realized that was a skill because there's some people that are just naturally persuasive and whatnot. And I think all of us if we've ever convinced our parents to do something, every human has that ability. And then when you tap into that and understand the mechanics and the psychology of why those things work, it can be really alluring. So those two things, like that power of persuasion, whether it was marketing or sales was very attractive. So I decided as a skill to continually you know, follow that path and get better at it and better at it. And um, yeah, so at that company, was responsible for rolling out healthcare campaigns, um, and then eventually like retail stores, and then decided to have a more digital focus when I started my agency in 2009, and uh, that's it. Essentially, took off from there. So we did SEO, we did website development. In doing that, I had sales skills before and had some great sales mentors. But when you're an entrepreneur and you're selling for yourself, and it's whether you're going to eat tonight or not, mm-hmm. there's a completely different dynamic that takes place. Uh And I remember selling my first logo to this guy. I had to drive like an hour and a half to meet him. I meet him in a trailer park and he pulls up in this van and he gets out and uh, he's in a wheelchair and then he like the wheelchair, like lowers, he like rolls up to me and whatnot. And I was I was I I, we were totally broke. Uh, I, I needed to make this sale. And uh, it was it was one of the easiest things I've ever done. Like it was just great presentation. Boom. He signed rock and roll left with the check and we were good to go. So I think in all those little moments and continually monitoring the way that you are in all those interactions and really figuring out what works and doesn't work. Um, you can hone it. I've taken that and, of course, developed that into sales teams and just being super transparent and authentic with the people that I work with, and really focusing on the, the personality traits that work for them, and always, always have a sales process and make sure you follow it.
0: Okay, so I was about to. Okay, so I was going to ask you what really works in sales, and you just one of them you said have a sales process. And you also very quickly um, mentioned about being authentic. So let me ask that question anyway, in case it leads somewhere else. You know, for someone to be to be a success in sales, in other words, grow their sales, whether it's uh, the sales manager or whether it's the salesperson, sales executive, what are some of the essential ingredients that must be in place uh, for you to close more sales?
1: You have to believe in whatever it is that you're selling. If you do not, you're not going to be even remotely as effective as you can be. If you don't trust that the product works or if you doubt its service, and this goes for the people that are selling it, as well as the people that own the companies that have people selling it for them. If you have a subpar product or service, Uh then you're lucky to have any salespeople that are worth their salt working for you. Um, So I think that's number one. I think number two is understanding why it's important to the person that you're selling it to. Right? There's different phrases for this. More on the marketing side, it's a buyer persona or an avatar, and on the sales side, it's more of a, an ideal customer profile. Right? So, what does that ideal customer profile look like? The demographics, um, as far as the you know the things that are they most attractive. What does a day in their 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 life look like? So, I think that's also important. And then getting into the the process understanding what the mutual benefit is for you and the person that you're going to work with. So in process, I also recommend having, you can script it out, you can write out what that perfect scenario looks like, and that's what you should just always try to use as your guide as as you're going through it. Uh Um, And that could be, if it's something that's custom, it's gonna be a, a series of meetings. Um, if it's a high involvement purchase, it's probably also going to be a series of meetings. If it's something a low involvement process uh, pro- uh, product or service, it's probably going to be kind of a one and done. Get to know as fast as you can. So there's, there's a lot of mechanics in there. But if I just had to sum that up, just make sure you believe in it, understand who it is that you're selling to, and then have the process and continually iterate that process to make sure that it works to the best of your ability.
0: Okay, so establish a sales process, keep refining it and make sure it works. Okay, I get it. So are there, so if I was gonna ask you, what are some of the best sales techniques this year? Is there such a thing?
1: For sure, yeah, absolutely. Honesty is one. So uh, being being completely honest and uh, direct. Transparency, that's, that's something that I love seeing. Anonymity is being removed from uh, the internet and there's more transparency in sales. Um, uh, yeah, I, I highly recommend that. And as far as like sales techniques, uh, you know, cold outreach is still there. So that's still something that is is effective and it's a numbers game, but there's hyper personalization. So I, I think that works. And we're talking about like biz dev um, there. And then I something that never gets old is just having offers that people can't refuse, right? So if you do pricing strategies that just really make sense based on the value and just really hyping up the value, then you can close whether you're trying to sell something that's in the the, the athletic space, whether you're trying to sell beauty care products or whether you're trying to sell website development, if the value is there and they see that they're getting, um, you know, potentially a, a discount, whether you're offering a discount or not, the probability of you selling that is going to be substantially high.
0: Wow. Okay, very good. I love that. So let me ask you this, that why do people buy? If you have a summation on that, then great, you know, because often i say to people yep if they come and they're ready to buy from you great it's an easier sale
1: for sure
0: if you're going after them chasing them down trying to close them down that's hard work right so why do they buy and should you be focused on that
1: yeah so it's being at the right place at the right time right so you're fulfilling a need or a want right so we, we do a lot of b2b uh in, in the, the businesses that I own. And there's there is something that potentially, whether it's a commodity or whatnot, that they need, but it's going to be dependent upon what differentiates you between those other people. So um, why people buy, uh, you know, it's a lot of it's, you know, psych, psychological, right? So for instance, in the B2B space, if it's, it's not typically somebody else's money, unless you're selling to small businesses. So what are they doing there? They're just trying to protect themselves because if they hire you and they make the mistake, they're gonna lose their job. It's not them losing their money. So that's something that you have to be really cognizant of. So they need to look good, yeah. right? Now, if it's a business owner, let's say it's like an HVAC company um, or heating and air conditioning. Um, they're, they're going to hire you, they, they want to get more leads, or they want a new website. Okay, what's well, their money? So they want to get as much value out of that as they, they possibly can, kind of that back to that value conversation. If you're in the luxury space, and you're selling sunglasses, or you're selling uh, designer clothing, that also goes into, all right, somebody wants to look good, they want to feel good, how can you make them display what their best self potentially looks like? So you just really got to dig in, depending on what you're selling and figure out what is that psychological hook that is going to make them essentially give you the gold for whatever it is that you have to offer, because it's that power dynamic that you just really have to understand. So you're going to have to go a little bit out of your way to make sure that you meet that.
0: I love that answer. Fantastic answer. Thank you for that, John. John, what are some of the top companies doing right now to accelerate or rapidly grow their businesses?
1: so when it comes to it's it's definitely it's sales and marketing process that meets whatever it is that they're delivering right so as far as on the sales and marketing side hyper personalization so you can for instance if we're going to just take like email or or any other form of marketing the more personalized it is the better so there's some ai technologies that are starting to embrace i can't really necessarily recommend anybody any of that but i mean there are a lot that we're seeing in the next couple of years are going to be really Uh, that have a lot of uh, impact. So um, kind of like mass personalization. And when I mean mass, normally somebody would let's say send out, you know, something to 10,000 people, you're gonna send it out to, you know, 200 or 300 and you'd get wildly effective, uh, more effective numbers than potentially the Mm -hmm. 10,000. So there's that. And then you have, Uh, more on the process side. So let's say whether it's something that's that's custom and more fitting, um, whether it's somebody buying protein that's that's online and it comes in, it has their name on it, where it's like, oh, wow, it's like, you know, absolutely. It's just this is my special blend for me, right? So we're getting these other sales and marketing things that are getting into the delivery side of those products. And then when it's service-based companies, it's having more of a united front when they bring on an onboard a client so they actually feel special. Because at the end of the day, nobody goes home at night and says two things. They don't say, hey, I got too many compliments. And they said, you know what, they made me feel too special, Mm -hmm. Right? right? So The more that companies do that, whether it's from their employees to their clients, the easier it is for them to grow and it creates that unity. And of course, there's process, there's infrastructure, there's all these things. But I think the thing that people miss the most are just those fundamental things. Just make people feel special. People are companies. Wow, I love
0: that. Make people feel special. So that includes giving them great experiences, memorable experiences, and I love your 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 analogy. Well, not analogy, reality. That someone receives something, it's got their name on it, and wow, this this is from they they did this for me. Fantastic, I love yeah. that. Even
1: yeah, even promotional products. I give out a little fact here. Like, so if you're going to give out promotional products to to your clients that just say your brand, you're 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 selling yourself short. If you give out a promotional product that has your brand with their brand, they're hmm. way more likely to keep it. And it also shows that you went a little bit above and beyond. And you can even do this with stickers. You could just get a sticker for them, like 50 cents, right? And then whatever it is, your squishy ball or your mug, and then you put their sticker on it, they're like, ah, because it shows that you care about them. You like them, they're special. You did something a little bit more than the next guy or gal. Fantastic,
0: I love that. You know, earlier on, you mentioned um, about AI, because I was going to ask you, what does the future of marketing looks like? And you touched on AI. Um, you started giving some of these examples, is there anything else um, in terms of the future of marketing over the next two, three, four, five years?
1: For sure. Yeah. So a lot of the manual things that I just hate to say that you're just kind of the, the entry level and junior level people start on are going to, you know, continually be cut out. Um, but even there's other strategic things. There's fantastic tools out there that help write good copy. Right, there's, uh, there's a number of tools that do that, especially when it comes into the ad space. There's a lot of AI that's happening there that's telling you which ads are performing the best. Um, these are the changes that you should should make. So I think there's going to be a continual leveling up. And I know everybody worries about their job, but I think it's a cool time because technology is not going anywhere more companies are going to be out there more companies are going to be marketing but it also shows a need for more consultancy more people that are thinking strategic that aren't lazy and complacent in what they're doing and just continually trying to up their game so anybody that's potentially listening that's in in fear of that or their employees what i recommend telling them is just get better at whatever it is that you do and you'll always be in a safer position
0: get better what yeah yeah i totally agree with that that's that's a great Thing to have. Um, so, John, thank you. What are some of the best strategies? Let's talk business development, business growth uh, for small businesses specifically. I know you work with companies of all sizes in, in mm-hmm. the marketing space, but for someone listening in, watching this particular show, thinking, yeah, John, it all sounds fantastic, but it's only me. I've got a couple of staff, and uh, you want me to do AI? I can't, you know i'm just trying to get on i'm trying to get by what what recommendation or, or or tips do you give to that person they know they have to do marketing it's important for them to get their sales process right where can they begin to start um, getting ready for if you like the future
1: so if i were a small business and then i needed to generate sales right now and you're saying get ready for the future right mm-hmm. does that kind of phrase your question okay Um, get clear on your accountability. And what I mean by that is if you have a goal of you need to generate a million dollars in sales this quarter, this month, it could be 200,000, the numbers doesn't matter and don't set too high of a number, but you need to create the plan. That's going to make that happen. And you need to be accountable and break it down with, all right, if I need to create a million dollars in sales this quarter, I need to contact this many people right? Let's say that it's, it's, it's 100 people. All right. So I'm going to contact these 100 people. I need 50 of those people to give me a maybe and I need 25 of those people to give me a yes. And you continually just work that plan backward. However, I think too many people get hung up on, I need this tool or I need to do something this way. They get hung up on the way that something looks. But if you create that list of 100 and you're literally just emailing them yourself, or you're contacting them via phone, you're DMing them, whether it's on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, whatever it is that you wanna use, wherever your audience is, you can make whatever numbers you want to have happen if you have the time and the energy to make that happen. So you just have to be really clear of that hundred that you're gonna reach out to, how many are you gonna do on Monday? How many are you gonna do on Tuesday? And just write that, put that in your calendar and make that action happen. And if it's somebody that works for you as you're beginning to grow, or you have somebody that's on your staff, Make sure that you're checking in with them and you're measuring their work because that's the missing piece in a lot of success is somebody is not accountable and somebody is not measuring whatever it is that's happening.
0: Accountability, accountability is key. So I get it in terms of that that entrepreneur holding someone accountable to whatever it's marketing or whether it's sales or business growth, they know the numbers. But what if it is them that needs to be held accountable?
1: And well, they, uh, they get, yeah. <laughs> Too. Yeah, they they can hire an external source. They can find right. a buddy. They can get a coach. They can, uh-huh. yeah, absolutely. They, if there's a business partner, it, it could be a spouse. There needs to be some form of social accountability because integrity. When it's ourselves, it's easy to let ourselves down, right? Absolutely. But when it's somebody else, we don't want to let them down. It's just it's that psychological component of community where it's just like, okay, we all can't work together if we're letting you know people down. That's how essentially humans survive. So. Finding that external source is is wildly effective, and I recommend it as I, some people do it with their employees. That's uh, I think that's a personality thing. I don't know if that works for everybody, but I think either having a coach, a business partner or somebody uh, like, like a, a partner, a spouse can be uh, equally as effective.
0: Absolutely. You heard it from John. It wasn't from me. He said, get yourself <laughs> a business coach, get yourself a you'll Get yourself a buddy, get someone to hold you accountable. And that's one of the big challenges we have with some um, business owners that come to us And and you said it right there. The lack of accountability doesn't actually move you forward. Having strong accountability and following through. So I totally agree with that. So thank you for saying that, John. John, what are if I let me narrow it to three what are three of the greatest mistakes or the things that people get wrong when it comes to their marketing and sales what are three of your top things would you say
1: Say one, uh, throwing money at something, just think it's going to work. That doesn't solve problems. They have to think them through and be really clear about them. I'd say two goes back to a lack of measuring. Hope is not a strategy, Mm -hmm. right? So have a clear strategy, make sure that it's something that's actionable and measurable. And I think the other is not enough. Uh, perspective and what I mean by that is going back to the accountability piece uh, or having a, a not having a peer group or a board somebody that's going to challenge your ideas and say hey I think you should look at it from this angle there's something that's missing right because it's the blind spots in a lot of what we do that are are the big killers
0: the blind spot the things you don't see but other people see
1: absolutely yeah more perspective more eyes on it
0: Got it, got it, got it, got it. Excellent, that's, that's fantastic. So, um, John, can you explain, because you work with various companies and you've helped them to grow or double or whatever. What, pro- what can you briefly describe your process? How do you go about doing that? What's the process? So anyone listening in thinking, hey, I'd love to catch up with John because I need this. So they don't know what you, what you actually do because you're a man full of knowledge around marketing, sales, business growth, building your team, getting the most out of your team, getting people to perform, right? So I know in 30 minutes we can't cover everything, but if you can just uh, elaborate on that, that'd be great.
1: Yeah, thanks. So if a a company comes to us, we want to do a deep dive discovery. We want to research whatever it is that they want to achieve, right? Because it comes down to what is your goal and get really clear on that one thing that they want to have happen. And of course, there's going to be other objectives that that surround that. And there might be multiple goals, but what's that, that one big one that they want to achieve? And then based on that, we're going to do a discovery. And then that discovery is a strategy. And that discovery, we're uncovering a lot of things. And in that strategy, we're researching and getting down to that really strategic uh, statement of what is going to happen. And then in that, laying out that plan. That plan can be anywhere from 12 months to three years. And also being cognizant that things move fast. Let's make sure that it's flexible enough based on whatever happens that we can adapt and change however necessary. So, and then from that, with uh with my my marketing and development company, what we do is we put the systems in place to make that strategy happen. And that is we typically is driving more sales or it's getting more attention to something, or it's developing a specific software or a product. And we have the team that can deploy that. And it, it is full um capacity because we can also pull in other partners when necessary. It's and that's also something I'd mentioned to other companies, just don't work with a company that only tries to fit you into their box, make sure that they're gonna pull on the other partners necessary to achieve whatever it is that you wanna achieve. So to sum up the answer to that, somebody comes to us, we do deep dive research, we develop a strategy and we create a marketing plan that's actionable and we're pretty good at hitting those numbers. And uh, we've had a, yeah, uh, a pretty good run so far and I'm, I'm very grateful and thankful uh, we've come this far but I can't wait to see where we're going.
0: Awesome. Good for you. You know, I love the, the, the explanation. Thanks for that. It's very clear, um, starting from the discovery and, and the strategy and getting clear before that with their goals. So you know, so everything's aligned and it's congruent. So you can yeah. It. Yeah. Now, for um, those people listening in, because I think one of the things you have is the ability to get the most out of people in terms of performance. Um, talk a little bit about that, uh, whether it is... Uh, finding top performers or whether it's just the people you have and getting the best out of them, whether, what, what method do you use or wh- which angle do you come from?
1: I think it's a bit of both the finding everybody wants the best, but it, is everybody willing to pay for the best? Right. 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 So we, we continually attract fantastic talent. We're always looking for the the best people to work with us, but we're also a training company too. And I think most companies should be because you're, you're, you're building your internal knowledge and then it's also building loyalty among your your employees, which is very important if you're going to do great things. So we, we have a, a training methodology uh, that does that internally. The other thing too, I would add is getting clear on what it is that your employees want, because if you understand what it is that they want, they understand what the company wants, you can align those things. And some some people will just tie in the core values, the mission and the vision, but I think it's very important to make sure you understand what motivates the people that work for you. And that's how you can build really strong teams. And I think to that, also not being absent, being in their world, checking in with them, doing one on ones, actually giving a damn about them is very important. And they have to see that it has to be authentic. And if it's not, maybe you're not fit for that role. And maybe you should just go sell something on your own and you can own your own small company. But if you want to grow a team, you have to have a love for your people.
0: Be a better leader, love your people, understand what they're going through, understand that going to their world. I love it. OK, very good. We're, 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 we're on the same pages there. Now, one of the unique abilities you have is taking the taking chaos and complex things and simplifying them. Where did that ability come from? Where do, you know, is it something you just always had or you came to a realization sometime thinking, huh? Why are they complicating it? It just needs to be A, B, C.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so I didn't realize it until I worked for uh, that other, uh, pretty much that other company after my my father fired me. Was
0: that a blessing? By the way, oh, or, or... it was absolutely, yeah, yeah,
1: super thankful that uh, that he did that. Yeah, we have a we have a, a great relationship today. So. Um, the yeah so i i realized it when i went to work for this other company because there was no training they just threw me to the wolves and there, there was um all this stuff that was just like all over the place there was nothing aligned nothing made sense it was akin to instead of turning the handle to open a door you would smash your head through it until you got through was some of uh, some of the processes so I just started going through and simplifying, and and realizing that in doing that, um, I actually had a knack for it, and and I've done that uh, ever since. And I think, in its basic way, it's I think it's brutally simple. Um, whatever you want to have happen, you just work that backward in the the best possible way, and it also pays dividends when you get others to reflect on whatever your plan is and not being afraid to, to look stupid. Because I think that's the other thing, too, that gets in the way. People are like, oh, that's going to be a dumb question. Or, oh, what if I did that? When you remove that fear entirely and amazing things happen, you don't care about your image mm. and you can really get to the, the best results. Yeah, you might look stupid. Yeah. Who cares what they think? It's yeah, you're, you're not looking for their confidence. You're looking for the best solution. And you'll get there and you get better and better and better at it.
0: And, you know, I love what you just said there. And I, I often say something similar. It's not about you. It's about the people you are there to serve. It's not no. about like this video we're doing here. This is not about us. It's the people who need your help, John. It's the people who might want to speak with me that unless we do this, how do they know we exist? So some people, I don't want to do a podcast. I don't want to do a a live. I don't want to do, send out an email because it might open, don't focus on that. Don't focus on you, focus on them, give them what they want. And if they want it, they'll come and knock on your door. So I love, I love that. Thank you there, John.
1: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
0: Hey, Hey John, so those people listening in or watching, and they want to connect with you or contact you what's the best what's the easiest way for them to do that
1: uh best is LinkedIn yeah um yeah just look me up John J-O-N last name Sirakis T's and Thomas is and Sam O-U-R-A-K-I-S and um I should appear yeah go
0: on Sirakis I will I will put this we my team will put this up as well so people can just click on it click the link and connect with you so if you listen very carefully John I want to say uh, thank you thank you for being here thank you for really delivering some really great value in just a small space of time. And I'll say to those people watching or listening, connect with him. If anything he said made sense to you and you resonate with it, speak to him and see how he can help you, um, do better marketing, develop your teams better, do better sales, have a better sales process. And above all, make more money and have a better lifestyle. He's there in St. Petersburg, having fun on the beach. (laughs) You can do the same. (laughs) Hey, John, any last words before we start wrapping up?
1: No, thank you so much, Mac. It was a pleasure. Really appreciate the opportunity.
0: All right. Thanks, John. You've been listening to the Business Success Show. And as always, like, comment, share this uh, as well. And also subscribe where it is relevant. It's been a pleasure being with you today, this week. And Keep on listening, and if there's any specific things you want to discover or learn, feel free to hit me up, and we'll find the expert, just like John here, to come and share some golden nuggets with us. So Mac Atrum, check it out. Thank you for being here at the Business Success Show. John Sirakis, thank you, all the way from the USA. Thanks, Mac. (laughs) Thank you, buddy.